I mean, I guess I like a maraschino cherry on a Sunday. Um, I love a maraschino cherry so much. It's yeah. one of those things that is like I've never been mad to eat a maraschino cherry. Yeah, I, I mean, it's crazy how red colas. they are. They're so red, the maraschino yeah. cherries. Um, I, I'm sure there's some like horrible chemical process they do to get them to look like that that I don't want to know about. But, I think it's uh, just sugar. I think it's yeah. just straight up sugar. Sure. Um, it's like how when you pickle a red onion, it turns pink, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some sort of, like, sugar cure that is... Distribution of the color dye or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's been... In, uh, uh, Cherry Garcia is a pretty simple mix What's... then, right? It's, it's just chocolate-covered cherries and the ice cream, nothing else? No, it's a ice cream, which has, like, some light cherry flavoring within it. Sure. It's sure. Like, then it's chocolate chunks. And then mm. cherries, just like just right, plain, right, right, right. plain old cherries, just plain yeah. old cherries spread. Sure, I had yeah. a uh, a pretty crazy ice cream the other day. Oh really? Um, yes, and it was really good. Let me find. I definitely. Took I a uh, yeah the the uh, Abbots the local like custard chain has been op- has opened for the spring. So the other day I got uh, a fudge brownie sundae, which Ooh. was very nice with vanilla. This custard. one. Uh, this was a Jenny's um, ice cream company. Right, you've been going um, for the Jenny's lately. I feel I've like. had a few Jenny's that I've liked, and this is one that yeah. was really good. They do like and exotic I'll... flavors a lot, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll show you both the picture. Um, sweet cream biscuits and peach jam. Sure. Uh, sure. And it's, so was that uh, like swirls of real jam in there? Like, Well, yes. Yeah, so sure. it's buttermilk ice cream to start, which is oh. so good. And, like, the tartness, it, it reminds me of uh, sort of, like, a tart frozen yogurt, like, plain mm-hmm. um, frozen yogurt flavor. It's got, like, this nice tartness, but because it's buttermilk, it's, like, obviously so right. fatty. Sure, and yeah, it, like, yeah. that sort of unctuous, like, flavor that you get uh, and, like, f- sensation is there from the yeah. ice cream. Uh-huh. And it's got crumbled biscuits in it and mm-hmm. uh, swirls of peach jam. The crumbled biscuits yeah. are, like... Something about the softness of them inside the ice cream uh-huh. getting yeah. colder, it like is the perfect crumbly consistency. Yeah, uh, it really just that hits the spot. Good. I yeah, yeah I haven't had like, like not too sweet. in a minute or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. I just I just always love a, a like so, a, some nice hard chocolate in an ice cream. I've always found yeah. I liked. I mm-hmm. just like biting into chocolate. Back on the cherries topic, it's like I don't think I've ever bought. A cherry, you know? Uh, yeah, you buy I them think, in bunches. Yeah, they you have to get a no. whole bunch of them. I've never, I've never bought a bunch of cherries. I just no, mean, yeah. I've only sure. ever you had just a buy che- a small amount. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is... God, he's going to start the show. Be careful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just back and forth. Uh, and you're what? a cherry salesman? <laughs> <laughs> Kick 
Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Emilio Diaz. Joining me today are Andy Garbuga, Colin Ashley, number one March Madness stand. <laughs> yes. Woo! Go <laughs> basketball. Yeah, Andy's like, is there a basketball on? <laughs> um, yeah, this week we're having our one shining moment and we're doing a bracket of. <laughs> 32 movies which uh, out of those 32 movies we are going to determine what will win the palm d'or that's right yeah we how got we the pick scoop <laughs> yeah. how we pick these 32 movies is our co-host jesse who is not here because she is busy this week she as you all know she does her too early can predictions so she gave us a list of 32 to 36 of the most likely movies to be at Cannes, and we put those in a bracket seated by how likely she thinks they will be there, and we will right. only be doing 32 because play-ins are kind of fake. However, we do have one real play-in. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, Andy, yeah. Colin, is there anything you'd like to say before we start? I guess, this? yeah. Before we go, we'll, we'll have tweeted the graphic of what we're dealing with and also we'll link to it in the show notes of this episode so like you can take a look at what the mo- what the directors and movies are um and also uh we'll talk about them what what they are more specifically as we go so like if you're looking at a bunch of directors you've never heard of on this gra- graphic like we're going to discuss it as we get to them um but it's not really uh, worth anyone's time for us to just name them all at the top because we're going to talk about them all and decide yeah. who wins each one. So I guess, and yeah, like, you know, if we're deadlocked, there's three of us. So it'll just be, you know, whoever gets two out of three votes will move forward, I suppose, is, is the way we'll do it. Yeah. I think we'll have a little bit more of a discussion. You know, at, on this podcast, we like juries. We like coming to a consensus. But, you sure. know, obviously, this is, we are doing 32 matchups. Right. So we, there will be some well, expediency. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Jesse seeded these based on how likely she is. She thinks right. these movies will win the Palm. So her Lord. influence is uh, is is very much a huge yes. part of yes. it. Yeah. So her She's influence. She's the can expert. We're taking her word for it. Yeah. Her um, influence is being felt. However, she is also not here. So that's right. So the, she's going to get really mad at us about. <laughs> yeah, we might <laughs> not let the right thing win. <laughs> But that's what this is all about, baby. It's yeah, March. yeah, it's March. It's uh, it's, you know, you always <laughs> root for the, you're always root for the Cinderella. You know, it's never chalk. Yeah. Do we have any um any? Uh, do we want to say uh, who our favorites to win are? No, no. I feel like because we're the ones deciding who wins, I feel like that would defeat the purpose. I guess so. I mean, are, are we thinking so? Okay. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be wild. Mad, yes. one might say. So, to open yes. our bracket, we have one play-in game. This play-in game is the fact that Yorgos Lanthimos, famed Greek filmmaker who we mm-hmm. have talked about in the past. Who's been absent for a few years. Has been missing for a couple of years. Last movie he made was The Favorite. 2018 2018 so now five years ago and he seems to have two movies at some level of i guess they're both in the can i think he has shot both of them and we are here to pick which one we think will play can 
yeah. in 2023. So, yeah, I mean, there's Poor Things. Right. Which is um, the first with Emma Stone and Willem Dafoe. <laughs> They're both in right. both of them. Um, uh, and, which is uh, about, right, she's, it's about a woman, it's like a Frankenstein story. Yeah. About a woman yes, who yeah. uh, drowns herself. To escape her abusive husband, and then her brain is replaced with that her, the unborn her unborn child. So that to me sounds very can friendly, like the festival so this is the that, one that uh, Gerard Carmichael's in. Right, Gerard Carmichael's in it. Like the festival uh, that programmed Titan is going to program sure. this movie is 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 my thinking. Yeah, um, and I mean he's been at, he's been at can before. Yeah, he had the lobster. He had Falcons. I believe Killing of the Sacred Deer was somewhere. I think it was at Cannes. Yeah, we, we talked yes. about it in our Kidman yes. episode. Yeah. Um, so you know he's a Cannes favorite. Last movie was at Venice, but that favorite was, I guess, very Oscar-y, So it right. probably it made a little bit more sense. Yeah. To debut at Venice. Right. This I believe, part of Jesse's I, yeah. speculation was that one is going to be at Venice and one is going to be at Cannes. And it's just a matter of which one goes where. Yeah. Um, the other yeah. film, And, is an anthology right. film, right. which I think we don't really know much. Right, other than not much beyond that, I believe. Yeah, um, I believe recently there's... someone who's in it, I think, because uh, is Hong Chao in it, I think? Yes. She was, I, I saw something on Twitter where she was saying, like, that it's the same cast in every Sure, in every se- segment. But, yeah. like, playing different roles. Yeah. Um, so that's all I know. Movies. I don't know anything about the like, the actual subject matter, like the thematic interest in that. Owl and um, Speck. Uh, Margaret Qualley's in both of the, both of the films as well. Sure. Um. Yeah. So, I sort of said it already. My impulse is that poor thing sounds right up Cans Alley, and that's why I think that I, I would pick that one to be the winner of of, of these two. That is I true, think... but and sounds very much not up Venice's alley. Yes, I feel sure. like, um, I feel like poor things is feels more Venice to me than and. Where and is like, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not gonna win the Ballon d'Or, but that could be just like, yeah, he was in comp again, and he had this little anthology movie, and like, it was sort of just like a weird thing that he did, and we put it in comp for him. Um, whereas, like, there is almost a sort of prestige, prestige, uh, prestige is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, prestige to poor things. I don't know why. It, it just feels like the sort of Venice like, from Venice to the Oscars. Like the favorite had. Um, I don't know if poor things sounds particularly Oscar-y. Yeah, it sounds pretty. It sounds pretty out there, but now that he has like, you know, a history, I think that affords you sure. more leeway. Maybe. I mean, yeah. The thing about the favorite is that he didn't write it, right? So like, it was certainly his aesthetic and everything, but it did have like that slightly more. I feel like Academy friendly. I think that got oversold. But... How much he quote unquote didn't write it. I think he's not credited what... on the screenplay. He's not credited, but I think it was like a joint effort between him and um, whoever that guy, because the same guy wrote... Um, Tony Tony McNamara, I think his name he, is. I, I believe he... Who's uh, uh, created um, The uh, Great. The Great. Who's the but great. he also... Um, yeah, he, he wrote Poor Things. 
Yeah. Hmm. And um and I and, guess the, and uh, is a collaboration between uh Lanthimos and the writer of Killing of a Sacred Deer and the the Lobster at the Philippu or Yeah. I guess like the other thing we should be it's like has anybody actually pulled off Can and Venice in the same year? Cuz I think that seems like I used Oh, to... like having a split. Sure. Um... Like like in like how Denis had Berlin and Can last year. Yeah, sure, but it's sure. like Berlin and like Berlin. I feel like Can and Venice feel like they're competing more than Berlin, and I feel like but they would sure. be more, less likely That's to just true. take two of them, take two movies to, by the to, same to guy. The, yeah. Well, but I mean, yeah, I, I wonder if anyone's even had the opportunity. I'm sure it's happened at least once. Yeah. This is when it would be great to have Jesse here because she sure, would really sure. know that. But uh, you know, I, I that's kind of a moot point at this point because we got to pick one of them to go on our can bracket. Otherwise, we have an empty slot. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Which one no. do? Yeah, I, I guess I just mean it's like. Maybe my point that and doesn't sound very Venice might be irrelevant, and and is just gonna come out next year, and it's just not. And sure. It's just like, sure. Uh, yeah. I think it's poor thing. I, that one seems the clo- closer to being done. I think to yeah. me, that seems like the focus. That's certainly. I mean, so do we have to come to a consensus or? I think we can say two out of three. We We've only we don't want to be two here out of all three, night. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I guess it's four things. Four things against my wishes. <laughs> Great. <Yeah>. I'm pissed. <laughs> what a four wonderful things. note to start off on. So now the actual bracket can start. Now the right. actual bracket can start. You will find out where Jorgos Lanthimos' movie is being slotted in later. Yeah. Yes. So we're just gonna work from top to bottom on this. Almost graphic? straight yeah. top to bottom. All right. Top to bottom. So first up. The movie that Jesse, out of the movie that Jesse thinks might play can in this bracket, the movie that is the most likely to win in her eyes, and the movie that is least likely to win in her eyes, the number one seed versus the number 32 seed. The number one seed is Red Island, the new film by Robin Campillo, filmmaker of BPN, and I think, well, I think just BPM, right? Has he made another film? I think BPM was, um, BPM was the big one. Was the breakthrough, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, at least. Uh, famously, famously maybe should have won the Palm, uh, except, uh, Will Smith had something to say about that, apparently. Uh, and And, then, uh, and then Bruno Dumont, our old friend. (laughs) Yeah. New film. Shout out Will Hines. Shout out Will Hines, the god. Uh, yes, the Empire, which I believe, what's the the, the posters out there, right? And it's a ta- there's a tagline that's it's like a comedy uh, in space or something. It's like something silly, an like intergalactic that, right? comedy or sure, something right? Like that. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. So it's a space comedy, is what Bruno Dumont's making. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any any opening thoughts about any anyone want to make a convincing argument for why the one seed should be eliminated round eliminated one by, <laughs> by the 32 seed. No. <laughs> no I mean, this is like a classic, like the only way I think you could argue that Dumont would be more likely is if the Campion movie just straight out wasn't playing can and the Dumont. Sure, right. Then yes. you would have to by default say that Dumont has a better chance. But even then it's like, as we have discussed on this podcast, 
he isn't necessarily a favorite of even French audiences. Right. So well, it, right. Yeah. So it is hard to see a world where a movie by him could be. Right. We sort of discussed he's been eternally divisive, right? Where it's been like different right. groups of people have been into him at different points, right? But uh, he's never really been a consensus pick, it seems, which yes. is uh, important to winning Can is being able to be a consensus pick. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, we have, you know, Red Island is uh, set in the 70s uh, in Madagascar. It looks like it's dealing with like a lot of uh, like colonial themes um yeah. uh and it's about a young a young boy uh you know H- have you guys seen bpm I i've seen not. bpm i really like it i think it's yeah really good. i saw i saw bpm for the first time last year and i do think it's very good um yeah i mean i certainly like yeah especially like bpm it's like not it's pretty accessible it, it while still being like tough-minded and like very like you know uh, um, like strongly artistic about the thing it's about, but like it's not. I think it's like yeah, it, it, you can see how, uh, especially like yeah, the 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 can jury would would really respond to something by that filmmaker. I think. Um, I yeah. I mean, and you said it, Andy. Like there was mild outrage that yeah. BPM didn't win the Palm. It seems like he's poised if he's there. Um. And I think it all sort of just lines up. And I, like, I certainly could see a world where it happens. Like, it's not, I, 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 not that it wouldn't be surprising, but it is like, it would be a thing that would be like, yeah, we got this. Like, correct. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Robin Kimpio is going to Yeah. Advance. Sorry, Bruno Dumont. Maybe next I'm time. Sh- I'm, I'm sure that movie will be funny and good. <laughs> I'm like I'm back on the upswing. I was down a little bit after Slack Bay. France I loved and it brought me brought me back and now I'm ready for Empire. Okay. So our next matchup is the seventeen seed and the sixteen seed. Yes. Warwick Thornton's the new boy, um, and Radu Jude's do not expect too much. Uh, it's cut off. Here we go. Let me find From it the end do of the expect- world. Yes. Do not expect too much from the end of the world. Radu Jude. Um, Warwick Andy. Thornton's Australian filmmaker. We talked about Samson and Delilah a little bit on um, okay. our yes. Instant Regard can episode. I believe maybe only Andy and I watched it. And it was like, I remember it was decent. Um, it was sort of a... Because it was all yeah. um, Aboriginal, so there was no right, dialogue, I right? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and t- uh, for most of it, um, yeah. And this one is again. And this one's as Kate Blanchett, um, right? But again, with an Aboriginal character. Yes, yes, um, yes. Because it's a it, the central character is a nine-year-old Aboriginal orphan uh, boy, um, and I guess Kate Blanchett's playing the renegade nun. It seems like. Maybe, which uh, you know, fun role for her coming off sure, a yeah. coming off a Lydia Tar. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have Radu Jude, right? Uh, yes, which fresh is... off of a uh, Berlin win a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, bad luck banging or bad luck porn. banging or loony porn. Sure. I can only think of uh, the other one. 
I do not care if we go down in history as barbarians or whatever. He likes a wordy title. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, He's the opposite of uh, Pablo Lorraine. <laughs> sure. Right, yeah. No, yeah. He would never got, cut, be caught dead calling a movie, no. Um, yeah. uh, and so this is, it seems like it's it's set in, like, the entertainment industry. Uh, an underpaid production assistant drives around Bucharest uh, f- to film the casting for a workplace safety video. So it's also dealing, it seems like, with, like, multinational corporations and, 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 and the, the business world and the entertainment world. Uh, and then there's a scandal that happens from, like, an interview that she conducts. Um, so, any thoughts here? If Andy is the one here who has not seen Battle of Banging or Looney Tunes. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I gotta say, I you know... Bad Luck Bang or Looney Pod won Berlin. Yes. Right? But that seems a little surprising to me. Because, well, I guess not, well, that it would win Berlin. I guess Berlin, I feel like, he- hearing what it Bad Luck Bang or Looney Pod uh, uh, is about, it seems like Berlin is the only festival it could win, perhaps. Well, of the three. It, the it won three. a very weird Berlin, I sure. think, as we talked about. Yeah. It was it was a jury of all former winners due to, like, pandemic stuff sure. so it wasn't like a full right normal jury situation so maybe that yeah. was a situation in which they were encouraged or maybe emboldened to pick something that was more left field than typically what wins a european jury yeah however mm-hmm. i do think that movie's very good but it is very weird it is like like oh talking about the subject matter of bad look many a loony pouring sort of like uh it maybe doesn't give you the greatest picture of how of just like how it feels to watch that movie and yes. how many different twists and turns it takes in terms of just like what kind of movie it is. Yeah, it's like I've sort of cooled on that movie a bit. It was a it was a very um, raucous theater experience because like it is an extreme movie. Yeah. Um, and seeing it in you like, guys uh, both saw it at New York Film Festival, at, yeah, right? at, yeah, like the uh, a, a very like punchy screening. I felt mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people making noises, um, but uh, so like that was obviously like a hot, ex- uh, like a juice up experience, <laughs> and um, in my mind, like just thinking about it, I've cooled on it a bit, but I have been interested in like. Yeah, rewatching and definitely seeing his other movies, and this one, uh, being like having uh, a documentary at the subject makes me wonder what he will do, because mm-hmm. like you're saying, Emilio, his the the form of and like the structure of uh, Bad Luck Banging is so interesting that I wonder what he would be able to do yeah. with like a fully like present documentary as like part of the bones like how how we, how to intertwine that um well um i got to say like speaking about these films it is sort of bringing to mind the most recent palm winner ruben Ostlund, a little sure, bit sure yeah how, that, that's what, uh, that, that is what banging i is yeah it is a similar win to triangle sadness it's a little more there's a little more on its mind, I think. Triangle of Sadness is a very sure. uh, simple movie. <laughs> sure. I don't think it's saying yeah. anything. But it that. sounds it, like it's like in a, like a similar land of like, outra- like a, outrageous sort of, eye-catching. I mean, you said of, the like, last Palm Noir winner, but it's like 
maybe in maybe if you go back to like 2014 there's no world where i think a radu jude movie could win the palm d'Or. but off the backs of titan and right square that maybe they're in their silly era they are in their like thumb in the eye fuck you man silly era sure so that probably does give him i think i would pick him out of these two to win yeah i mean work thornton he's a very quiet filmmaker it definitely makes sense as something that would be in competition right um like that's why it's on the list uh-huh. uh but maybe more, one of those yeah, things that, more like, of a jury prize contender or a, yeah like a... it, it it feels like it, it is like a period piece maybe it's like a big meaty role for blanchett um yeah so maybe there's like something there but it doesn't scream palm winner no um, it's good it, it yeah, like the only argument he, again here would be like it does scream Palm competitor more than the yes, Radu yes, Jude yeah. movie is. But sure. if the Radu Jude movie is in competition, then I would I would pick it as better chances to win. Yeah, I so think I'd... yeah. I'm I'm going I'm going uh, okay. Jude, we can say the Jude. Next up, next up, uh, next up we have our number nine seed Michel Franco, who directed a movie called Memory. Yes, and Jessica then... Chastain, Peter Sarsgaard. Um, I think it's, uh, they say uh, there was something very silly they said about. It. I'm trying to remember um, the the piece that I found of like the uh, the plot synopsis was saying um, that it re- revolves around a New York City staycation, <laughs> and uh, I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> Sure. And versus it seems tw- just like a domestic drama from the outside, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and our twenty-four seed is Valerie Donzelli with a movie called Just the Two of Us. Yes. Uh, it's Virginie Efira of Benedetta seems to be the lead of this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which also seems to be some form of domestic drama. Yes, it's like a relationship story. Um. Uh. Yeah, it's, you know, two two people meet. They have a passionate affair. The the woman uh, like abandons her family, um, and then uh, she discovers there's more to this man than maybe she thought at first. And like it seems, uh, like she's uh, in trouble with this guy. Um. So. I. I don't know. I guess for out of these two, that uh, the the Donzelli seems like maybe it's gonna be like a little too French, maybe. But they need um, their French French quota. Right. Well, so, no. That that's it's gonna be in the competition. Oh, sure. But sure, like, sure. is it gonna do well? Like as a winner? I don't know. Like, I guess are they due for a French winner? No, they just had Titan, right? So yeah. Um. I don't know. It's it sounds to me like that one would be the easy one to, and in in it is indeed seated lower, obviously. But yeah. uh, and Michelle Franco only makes movies that seem like they suck. <laughs> um, but I feel he, like everything he I've heard very... about Michelle Franco movies that it's like not that good. <laughs> He's a very successful filmmaker in. Uh... In at festivals, like he won a Grand sure. Jury Prize at Venice, won a Grand Jury Prize at Ber- won a di- Best Director Prize at Berlin. So, despite 
he won in uh, uncertain regard when he was there with uh, after Lucia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's he is like a guy who seems to just uh, just be successful at festivals despite what it, the critical opinion of his film. Yeah, it are. is. Yeah, I guess. What is the jury right. gonna think versus what the critic the critics will yeah. say? I don't know. It, it I saw that his last film, Sundown, Bong Joon Ho listed it as one of his favorite films of twenty twenty one. So there's a chance where he's like a guy who appeals to filmmakers and like the pe- sort of people yeah. who are like on a journey, think, but yeah. maybe not to. He seems like an easy critic this round for, sure. to me. Um. I guess with the, another thing we haven't been talking about or considering is that Ruben Oslund is the president of the 2023 right. can So that is maybe a mindset we should be tapping into also. I forgot that he is the president. It's his... Talk about her trajectory of like continuing to <laughs> at every single turn take the W. <laughs> Where yeah. it's like he wins the Palme d'Or and Sure. People are like mixed on it out Turns of the like, four Oscar nominations yeah, for the like, movie. To put a positive spin <laughs> on it. Um, yeah, gets four Oscar nominations, uh, a, a ton of mm-hmm. other, you know, critical nominations. He gets to do a live read of the script. Recognitions, <laughs> whatever, various awards bodies. Well, he's do- yeah, he's doing all these bits. Uh, he's reading letterboxed reviews. Uh, they're get- it's gonna be on Criterion just because it happens to be part of Neon's Criterion deal. And people are like getting all mad about it. It's like this silly little movie that yeah, keeps getting film. these prestige labels thrown on it. It's so funny to me. Um, for yeah, yeah. the little <laughs> the Oslin tangent. Sorry. Um, I think this is Franco. I feel like there are a million movies every year, like the, just the like the Valerie Donzelli movie, and they're just like, oh, those are just like competition filler movies, where it's just like that's a movie that's there. So, so there's twenty movies, and people watch it, and there's French movies, but nobody ever seems to have right. anything that solid to say about it, even. Yeah, yeah, and so I think we just go Franco here. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I have no real defense of just the two yeah, of Maybe us. they'll play that song. People like that yeah, song. The two of us. We can make it. Maybe. If they play that song, maybe it wins the ball more. <sighs> Next matchup, Nuri Belga Ceylon's on Barren Weeds slash... Uh, about Dry Grasses. It <laughs> oh, it's... um. Yes. About I've seen, when I was researching it, I saw yeah. um, there are multiple titles uh, thrown I mean, out but there. these two things are similar. Sure. Similar. Yeah, I right, think right, it's right, a translation right, yeah, yeah, issue yeah, yeah. on Summoned. Yeah. I don't know which one it is. Uh-huh. Um, on Barren Weeds is what I've seen it as the most. Yeah, um, I think About Dry Grasses does sound like a literal translation of something. Yes, yeah. Uh, Nirizoga Ceylon, we have talked about him in the past, and he is up against Italian legend Marco Bellocchio with his yeah. film La Conversione. Which is the uh, the movie that Spielberg was trying to make about yeah. the Pope um, right. with Ryan Lance and uh, Oscar Isaac. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, like, Bellocchio, he's... It's sort of like a legacy thing as well. It's his last movie. He's this, you know, pseudo mm-hmm. legend of Italian film. Um, pseudo is a little rude. It's sure, maybe, <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, he is a legend of Italian cinema. I believe he won some award at Cannes recently that is like. Maybe he had a film like out of competition, recently. Yeah, in our, in our He's 2009 one that we talked series, about in um, he made the our 2009 made the Mussolini the, movie uh, Yes. Um. Yes. And uh, yeah, that that so, and that was obviously in competition that year. Um. Yeah. And we've also we obviously we I think we have done talked a couple of times about the uh Neri Bilga Ceylon movie on the on the yes, podcast yes. about come up. Wild Pear Tree was um Yeah, I mean but beyond the filming about. I feel like we have talked about speculation around this specific film and its length and right. its programmability at its supposed length. It yeah. the, his longest screenplay ever according to him. Then he has mm-hmm. obviously not made short films yeah. in the past. His previous yeah. film Wild Pear Tree quite a long one. Uh, but obviously he's a former Palm winner, yeah, and a former Grand Prix winner. So this is like, it's a battle of two guys who are like, very much in the realm of winning these sorts of awards. Yes, um, I'm more inclined. Well, yeah, not to just keep you know. picking the high seed, but like they're pretty far apart. Um. The, um, it's one of those things where it's like, it would, I, yeah. I think if Jalon won the palm again, it would be like, again? And like for this one, not to say that right. this one isn't like, it could be incredible, obviously, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, he's been making movies. He's already got a palm. People love to sort of cut people off at one. Especially he was, like, a recent-ish Palm winner at this point in 2014. Um, Didn't stop them from giving it to... Uh, well, yeah, yeah then Oslin is I mean, right. uh, yeah. another another win for our boy. Um, and, uh, you know, Bellocchio never won. There's yeah. Yeah. poetry I can't ignore to that. Um, yeah. I mean, Oslin <laughs> might be like, let me give Bilga another... Palm, just so people don't think it's weird that it just (laughs) happened to me. Make them, you know, play with each other. Then people will be like, "This is normal," and they'll be like, (laughs) Uh, "I don't think he cares that much about people being." He's like, he's doing fine. I feel like Andy. He read his letter about really. He was so sad when he saw the meme. I was gonna say you didn't watch that. Um, What's the video? uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bellocchio they don't get the people's sense. permission. <laughs> Bellocchio does feel like it would be like a, you know, uh, a, you know, a John Luke Godard. We give him like a, f- a fun right. award to just give him to just sure. like, award for d- yeah. ke- ke- keeping on, keeping on. You know? Yeah, I, I think Bellocchio is the way to go. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Bellocchio. 
I might have gone yeah. the other way, but I'm overruled here. Next. We, we need to move on. So, Belokia. All right. Uh, next. We have Wang Xiaoshai. No, you're, you're skipping. Versus Alessandro Alonso. No, you skipped one. Oh, wait, did I skip one? Oh, yes, I did uh, yes. skip one. We'll get to that yeah. one later. They'll speed yeah, up. Yeah, we have so many of these <laughs> matchups <laughs> later. Um, we, have, uh, we have Alice Rohrwacker's La Quimera. At its number five seed and the twenty-eight seed Bertrand Bonello's the Beast. Yes. Now, we've we've talked mm-hmm. about giving it to the high seed every time. I do feel like there is a there is an argument here for the Bonello. You think has a them, shot? However, I think there's part of me that thinks Lockie Mayer could win the whole thing. <laughs> Wow! my hand. You mean you're so concerned with showing your hand? Uh, it's not. I don't. I, I don't know if it'd be my number one, but it is like seeing it and knowing what it is. It's this like Tomb Raider movie uh, to take it literally. Um, yeah, it's a 1980s uh, set in the world of tomb robbers. Josh O'Connor is an English Ooh. archaeologist uh, who's Gets caught up in Italy wow. with Isabella Rossellini. <laughs> wow! And uh, you know, uh, Josh, Josh O'Connor, one of our fakest actors. <laughs> no, he's good. He's so good in Emma. I guess I. Who is he in Emma? He's the guy who. This is uh, Emma. Period for listeners. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, he's like. The sort of he's got the weird girlfriend with like the long neck. The weird girlfriend with the long. Uh, the weird neck. girlfriend with the long. Great. <sighs> that I... Ted Danson. <laughs> <laughs> A joke for only Colin. Uh, I guess there is an argument for her to win. I guess there is a there is a sentence here in this description that Cullen wrote up for us that does make it a palm favorite by default which is another yeah, aspect Neon I does have the rights for Neon, Neon does have the rights to it Neon has won three straight palm doors yeah, the magic they, they touch are the, the, yeah. they are the distributor behind Titan the Triangle of Sadness and Parasite. Parasite yeah so I guess them picking this one up maybe signals that that's a thing they are trying to do and I, I guess it does set it up to be a favorite but then the Bonello, to get into what that is, um, right? Uh, it is, it seems like slightly sci fi It's in the near future. Emotions have become a threat. Gabrielle is purifying her DNA in a machine where she'll, like, visit her past lives. So it sounds very ambitious in, like, like multiple time periods and stuff. Um... See, it's the thing where it's like Neon has Lucky sure, Mera, but this sounds, sounds like, like the more could, Neon could be interested in picking this one up. Um, Obviously, Benello has been at Cannes multiple times. You know, House of Tolerance, St. Laurent. Uh, Nocturama wasn't, right? Or no. The, or um, it, or it was like House of Tolerance, St. Laurent, the, and Teresia. I think Nocturama was a directed Fortnite movie. Sure. So you know he's but yeah, he's been there a lot. Um, he's number one, obviously. But uh, Roar Walker also. 
was there for the wonders. Um, and in La Felice. was it uh, Venice? Yeah, um, I don't know. It does like Roar Walker feels does she, she does feel like she's on the verge of breaking out a little bit. I feel like. She had La Pupil, well, yeah, a I Disney mean, Plus La original, Pupil, uh, which was Oscar nominated. Uh, she had uh, Futura, the, the the documentary that she co-directed that I saw at New York Film sure, Festival, yeah, she... um, uh, which was fine. It's just uh, like about young people. And yeah, the Wonders won the Grand Prix. That's right. And uh, right, she was on the jury. I, yeah, I don't know. She's she definitely feels like she's like keep she keeps on rising and is. But will she has she will she rise enough to win the palm? Sounds like Cullen thinks so, potentially. I I mean that's if we're voting, that's my vote. Amelia, are you on the Bonello? Andy. Oh boy, so I get I to think decide. Um. I think yeah. I well, Usland. Hmm, the Oslin factor. Let's go with the Benello. Let's do the Benello. Silly. That is... Uh, I do not <laughs> believe that is the correct thing to do. <laughs> but such is democracy. <laughs> Calling out anti-democracy. <laughs> Listen. I do think it... It's a tough first round matchup. Maybe I just disagree with Jesse with the likelihood of that Bonello winning. It, it is maybe a little underseated. Certainly, like we will but, be uh, able to either look great or look the fools in in you know in in a few months' time, Gullen. It's it's not making it. I don't think that maybe is going to win the Paul Door. <laughs> I think it is pretty appropriately right. seated. All right. I mean, Zombie Child and Coma. Zombie Child was what like? Did it, that, was it, it was director competition. Fort. Yeah, I think it was like director Fortnite also. Yeah. But maybe he's back. I mean, I, 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 it's not about whether it's good or bad. I just don't think it's something that can I mean, ever. Is this also not the one with? Uh. Gaspar Duliel in it. Seems like it's not. Anyway. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, I already lost. It does uh, have Seydoux in it. Uh, yeah. Now our next matchup. Our number 12 seed, Lissandro, Lissandro Alonso's Eureka. Where's our number 21 seed, Wang Shaoshui's Above the Dust. Yeah. Cullen, what do you know about Lissandro Alonso? Uh, what do I know about? He made Howha, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, an ambitious four-part film with Viggo Mortensen. Here we go. Um, yes, yes. This is, I mean, this is the big one that he's been like talking about for a while, of this like globe-trotting, like decade-spanning. Uh huh. Epic film that is, uh, you know, multiple different locations and languages. Um, it's it's going to be very ambitious, like you say, Andy. Um, 
and yeah, he uh, How Ha and uh, his film Freedom from two thousand one were both in a uh, certain regard. And then the competitor above the dust. Wang yes. Chaoshui. Uh, across three generations, the life in rural areas of contemporary China and the historical changes experienced by families. So it sounds like... Sort of a complimentary uh, round. Yeah. Seem to be both big expansive... Right. Stories of like... Trying to like make big... Yeah, big generational stories. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Anyone have strong feelings? Obviously, uh... uh I don't really know anything about, uh, Xiao Shui Wang, or Wang Xiao Shui. Um, and I've not seen... I, I know very little about Alonso. Right. I haven't seen any. I'm very blind on um, these as well, perhaps goes without saying. Um... Yeah. Neither is something that I think... Right, it both seems like they'll probably be, be cut next round, perhaps. Um, Emilio, do we yeah. just give it I to the favorite so. here? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, that's what I would do. Um, Lissandra Alonso great. moves on. Next matchup, <laughs> we have Jessica Hausner's film Club Zero as our 13th seed, and as our 20th seed, we have Steve McQueen's Occupied City. Which is yes. not the Steve McQueen movie you might be. Yes, it's not might the Apple of. original. Yes. No, it's not Blitz, which is apparently not done. It's uh, his documentary about Amsterdam during the Nazi occupation between 1940 and 1945, which doesn't scream palm winner to me as we're talking Oslin right. as the president and this. You know yeah. this this past uh, slate of winners, but also we maybe need to think about the thing that always happens where the it's movie like, they couldn't make. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, do they go the opposite way of the way they make movies, like Spielberg or right. Tim Burton? Like, is Oslin gonna pick something where he's like, it's it's uh, so small and no simple. Like, yeah, right. Getting <laughs> somebody. Um, yeah. There's no pranks in this one. <laughs> uh, and also, I mean, Jesse said her reasoning was just like, obviously, all the beauty of the bloodshed won Venice. Uh, oh, yeah, right. We had a doc winner in Berlin as well. Winning again. Yes. Um, so maybe this is the, the can answer to that. Um, and then uh, Club Zero is the Mia Vosikovska movie uh, where she's like a teacher who starts a cult of her students. Like extreme um, nutrition. So it sounds like some sort of eating disorder yes. movie. Uh, Maybe. Um, she's been in uh, Hausner's been in Uncertain Regard yeah. a few times. Little Joe. Right. Won uh, an actress award. It can. Yep. Uh, this is actually yeah. a tough matchup because it's like I think the McQueen is likelier to win, but it is on. It's it is to less likely in the, in the competition to, get, right, to assume yeah. that'll be there. Yeah, I would. I would maybe lean towards the McQueen. 
at this point. Yeah. Colin. How is there? There is no chance where she wins. I think. Colin, you have thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree, but it's. I yeah. I mean, I I guess I I, yeah. I just agree. Steve McQueen moves on. <laughs> yeah, Occupied City. Occupied City. Our next bur, 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 That is an upset. Bur, bur. Between the 20 <laughs> over the 13. Our next matchup is a 29 seed by. The names are hard to read here. Yeah, on the bracket, it is all very smushed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Javier Mariscal y Fernando Trueba. For a film called They Shot the Piano mm-hmm. Player. And our, it is up against fourth seed Aki Kurosmaki with his new film Deadly. Yeah. Um, so They Shot the Piano Player, it's like a 60s and 70s Latin culture music film. It's the people who made Chico it's animated. Rita, which was like a big. Yes, animated. Um. Which uh, is interesting. And, uh, yeah, they, ha- they don't. They tend not to have a ton of animated movies that can. That's um, true. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, the Charismaki is uh, a continuation <laughs> of his proletariat trilogy. It's the fourth installment. Come on. Get that uh, out of here. Makes it a quadrilogy. No shot. Fourth film in a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying no to that? <laughs> I say let's go for the cartoon. No, th- yeah. Mm. I mean, that is... <laughs> I kind of want to go with the cartoon. It's a very low seed. <laughs> it is a very low seed. I kind of want to go with the <laughs> I do also. This is like the one big upset where I'm like... I mean, Charismaki... People like his movies. I do think... If we look at the last, like, three, maybe four, maybe five years as a trend, I feel like just rewarding a master, a guy who's always been there, I think that it's, like, sort of right, out of favor yeah. as a guy they don't really do that. Yeah. So I think it would have to be an extremely good movie for it to win, and maybe but it I mean, is. But even beyond extremely good, I think... I think what uh, I think a can winner like I, I kind of think it sort of mirrored best picture also. I do think you sort of need to be a little out there. I think you need to have you need uh, you need to be a movie that generates right. Enthusiasm. There needs to be more of a hook. I feel like sure. I mean, it is like uh, being the fourth in a trilogy is like. You already have the barrier to enter. <laughs> I haven't of, seen like, the first three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no one. Yeah, knows. but you know, I mean, it's like I, I assume it's like I should, right. Yeah. It's a very loose uh, thematic it's a loose trilogy. Connection. I'm sure it's yeah. a thematic yeah. trilogy. Yeah, um, it, it's like how worst person in the world is the third movie of a sure. Trilogy, yeah, you know? sure. Yes, um, but uh, whereas like they. Uh, uh, an animated movie making it in does seem like the sort of thing that it would like draw eyeballs and have attention and it's like I don't think like the account argument would be like well but are they gonna award like something so like new and different but it does seem like they are willing to just like have have done away with yeah the old ways that is like that is that would be sort of like the final nail in the coffin of just like 
it can be right. the, the new this, can. Welcome like, to the new can. Like sure, yeah. like Titan, uh, or like Parasite being the biggest that is like, um, yeah, like that makes the most sense. And then it's like Titan is a bit surprising. The square is like, what are they? Or uh, the triangle sadness is like the the silliest option they could do and now it's like an animated movie <laughs> sure and what sounds like a serious anime it doesn't sound like it's like a wacky anime sure movie. yeah i mean it's like um, but yeah i think that's a fun pick for us i think let's do it yeah yeah <laughs> this is also maybe uh <laughs> very rude to Aki Karismaki. hey listen he got the four this is, seed this is not a Good bracket him this is also not a bracket of what movie we think will be better. Sure, sure. This sure, is a bracket sure. of what thi- we think will win the Palme d'Or, and we have to stick to that. And it, we are just, we I think gave a compelling argument as to why we think they shot the piano player should advance. Yeah. All right, next one. No one's gonna come at us for this. Uh, what are you talking? What are you worried about, Colin? Picked <laughs> up the three versus a thirty, and we have. Their number three seed is Matteo Garone's new film, Lo Capitano, and my Wen's new film, La Favorite. Oh boy, oh boy. Yes. Um, of course, uh, La Favorite uh, starring... Also, I've seen called uh, John Duberry. Sure. Uh, that movie stars Johnny Depp. And I don't yes. want to give it a win. <laughs> but so it's not I us. Know, <laughs> but still. Can but you imagine if Cam gave Palm Culture at large is trying to, to accept a movie Johnny starring Depp. Johnny Depp. I can't. I, I think this is. They're going to give is, him best actor. I, this is, I think, the cynical God. upset that we have to. The fucking I mean, French are coming I, for us all in our cancel culture. I, I believe in my heart that. A ton of French, and like you, you've seen it happen. You saw the Instagram posts. Artists are siding with Johnny Depp for some reason. Actors and celebrities are siding with him, and I think that is just going to continue to happen. And Matteo Garon made the Pinocchio movie, and he's not gonna win the Palm d'Or. This Pinocchio movie is crazy. It's crazy, yeah, but. It's a, I just don't, I don't buy, I mean, that is like, talking about like being confused at Jesse Seating, I'm like, what don't I know about what this Garone movie's gonna be, because there's no way. <laughs> I do think Jesse Seating does reflect like an old can mindset, and I think where it's like, yeah, Garone, he is like a legend of can, he has like been there a lot, he has won big awards there. He won the Grand Prix for reality. Yeah, uh, Gamora won something. I'm not sure what. Uh, and like in an old style can, you might expect like, oh yeah, he's a master. It might be his, his time where he makes the movie that we decide to award. But I think they don't give a shit about Ugh. that. And I would also pick the my win as well. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it won the uh, the Grand Prix as well. Gamora. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's my win. I'm outvoted then. Let's move on. <laughs> I mean, the only argument against it, I think, would be like if uh, if old Fromo is like, no controversy. This movie is not getting programmed. Sure, yeah. 
Which feels like, like a non-zero possibility for sure. There is a non-zero possibility of it. I do think he would also be the sort of... Though I guess it would be like the uh, the counter argument of he de- he does not program it, and then a bunch of artists are like mad at him, and he's like, "Why are you silencing our John our, our boy Johnny Depp?" Which would be, uh, yeah, it's we'll see and what I guess, happens. I mean, it's and, of... yeah, and there's like the argument like if there is like a a battle between which people does he want? Is he more concerned about making mad? Is it famous artists or is it? Culture. people or in journalists i feel like the famous artists are the people he is less likely to want to piss off yeah i mean yeah so, all right so unfortunately let's move on my one <laughs> moves on here yeah maybe uh, a secret <laughs> la favorite <laughs> all right next up Sorry, we got my... the guy our next matchup yes <laughs> Is our number fourteen seed Ken Loach podcast favorite with his new film The Old Oak, which it might be a fake. <laughs> Did I come up with this? Yeah. <laughs> I could have. Fun- I should have put a fake name in there, and so how many ever caught on besides me? <laughs> the Old Oak versus versus Lucas Moody Sons Together, Together ninety nine. Another sequel. Another continuation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's much more direct than the Charismakis, it seems. It's he made the film in uh, 2000 called Together mm-hmm. that was set at a 70s commune, and now the movie takes place, uh, you know, whatever it is, like 40 some odd years later, and uh, it's now 1999, and it's down to two people, I believe. Um, and uh, he's never he, he doesn't really have a history with Can, <laughs> but together the movie I feel like I've heard of. I feel like that's a yeah. Movie to, that I has... mean, he also he made uh, We Are the Best, um, that uh, music movie and uh, together was he's like a Tiff guy. I think he sure. uh, yeah. is where his movies uh, so have more of a yeah. And then I, Ken, I Ken Loach I, I, is yeah. he's made a Ken Loach uh, movie, like an old movie about pe- uh, people old people. <laughs> Uh, and like a derelict town, right. and like having right. uh, and like uh, the welfare state nightly right. meetings yeah, at their pub. Right. Yeah. Um, gotta say, it doesn't. I, I, that might. Be it good. sounds good. Yeah, certainly. However, I, I don't think he's gonna win. No a third way ball. in half. They give Ken Loach a third ball. I, I definitely do not think he is that. the perfect argument for like who is somebody who makes the opposite movies to. To Ruben Oslin? <laughs> Ruben Oslin, sure. I don't yeah. know, uh, even if that is, like, that true. I bet Ruben Oslin is, like, I am in the tradition of Ken Loach. Um, uh, <laughs> he does kind of make, like, didactic social commentary, yeah. but silly. Right, yeah. Uh, and also, like, at this point, I'm like... I wouldn't describe him as the voice of the working class. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> Hey, I mean, Dolly De Leon is sort of like an I, Daniel Blake. <laughs> this is embarrassing for you, Colin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dolly De Leon is I, Daniel Blake. Um, I, well, Where is the my line? question is, at what point is, like, Ken Loach not in competition anymore? Where he's just, like, elder statesman, they screen his movies, but he's not I think it might comp. be the old oak. <laughs> I think no one really gives a shit. <laughs> what was the last one? 
It's uh, sorry. Uh, sorry, we missed you. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, um, I think I saw that right, didn't I? Maybe I don't. I don't remember. Maybe. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like this is a real like. I don't see either of these as winners. Um, sure. Loach feels like that would be so unprecedented that I feel like he just has to be knocked out of competition here. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't even <laughs> participate I, in this. I, in I am on completely the opposite side where I'm like, I can see it happening. <laughs> no, I'm going Moodyson, definitely. Yeah, Moodyson wins. All right. Moodyson. Sure, I'm being outvoted here. When Ken, when Ken Loach wins his third, his third Palm d'Or, you'll all be sorry. All right, uh, next one, next one. Next one. This is a fun one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We got an American duo here. Two movies we've seed, talked about a lot. Our 11th seed versus our 22nd seed. We have uh, Todd Haynes with his new film, May December, and Wes Anderson with his new film, Asteroid City. Yes. Yes. We've talked a lot about both of these, yeah. May December is Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman. Uh, Asteroid City is, of course, a whole bunch of Wes, Wes Anderson people Tom and, and, and yeah, Tom Martin Hanks. Robbie. Right. Um, Haynes feels like, I mean, Haynes is the higher seed here. It yeah. does feel like French Dispatch did not go over great in Cannes last time. Sure. Uh, so I don't know how what the pulse on Anderson is on in, in Cannes right side. now. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it does feel like Todd Haynes. Like, did they show? They didn't show Velvet Underground, but I bet they no. They, they did. It wasn't they, in competition, they, but they showed. Sure, it there. yeah, it premiered there. Right. Um, um, and then right. So he's just like Carol a favorite and Wonderstruck. We're both there. Right. Uh, um, he does feel like yeah, he uh, uh, someone who's just primed to keep being a can favorite to me. Yeah, in a way that Anderson I, um, maybe is not. I don't know. I I feel like this is gonna be the one for Anderson in a way. I feel like I would lo- certainly love that. I think that would be wonderful if like I'm tr- I'm trying to gauge how excited I am for that specifically. Right, because you were cooler on seems... French Dispatch as well. Yeah, but I've since rewatched a few of his films. And, yeah. Um, specifically, Moonrise Kingdom is now like the one, and this is right. It sounds Moonrise operating Kingdom-y. in a similar. Right, yeah. You know, a lot of uh, young actors uh, set in a similar uh, era, and I'm very excited to see what that is. And I, but it is a, one of those things where it's like, is this going to be like so not for can? <laughs> like they don't. Uh, it doesn't really feel like the year for them to award something. That's like cute, for lack of a better word. Maybe. Yeah, Amelia, what do you think? I think it's probably the thing about the Haynes. It does it that he is almost like what we he we've been talking about, where he's like almost like an old master of Kn, and it's sure. like there's like an old world argument you can make where it's like. Yeah, he's he's due. Like if he makes a good movie, you should put him there. But given what the movie seems to be, I don't know if it's the sort of thing that would win the Palm d'Or right now. But it's and gonna do... it's gonna be like Stan Twittery. I guess that is true. But I don't know if I don't know if that's the overlap though. You know, maybe. Yeah. 
I I also think there is like a ten percent chance that who has that movie? Is it like Focus? Don't remember. Does anybody have it? Maybe somebody doesn't have it. Maybe that it would seem crazy to me. Maybe I'm also like maybe whoever has it senses a uh, a very easy Oscar campaign, and it's like. We should put this at Venice, so it's like Oscar year. Sure. Um. Nobody seems to have no. It as a it's like distributor. A, Gloria Sanchez is like the producing entity. That's, that's very funny that Gloria Sanchez yeah. is producing it. Um, yeah, Will Ferrell is credited as a producer on it. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look like there's a distributor. So. This one's tough. I'm yeah. I, I just, think yeah. I just I, I, just, I may be a little a little on Andy's side there. I don't know if this is the West to bring it back. I certainly like. I would be thrilled if like this was a great West that everyone liked and that like it was just universally acclaimed the whole way through. Like I think that'd be great. But I I don't know if I see it. Have they ever I won mean, a major award at Cannes? West? Yeah. No. I'm going to go with Haynes. That's so close to me. Actually, it, don't. It does I... feel very, like, this is very evenly matched. For, like, two U.S. movies. I yeah. I guess, hmm. It gets in my mind that I'm, like, I could, in my mind, I can picture the world where Asteroid City wins, but I, I can't really picture the world where May December wins, I guess, if that makes sense. I'm having the same exact thought, like, like, if you, like, remove the both of them from, like, them competing against each other, and you just told yes. me... Like, what you, it would look like as a winner. Asteroid City kind of makes more sense. Yeah, like, it, I buy I, can... it. I, I definitely know what you're talking about. Um, like, it's like, what is the last time something, like, made December even won, you know? Yeah, I mean... What, but that's supposed to be, like, pulpy, no? It's maybe a little pulpy, but even then it's like, you know, I assume, you know, it's and maybe not pulpy, but I assume it's like, you know, a little like heightened in the way that Haynes is like those style of movies can be, you know, it's like Cirque and like sort of arch in that sort yeah. of way. Obviously, I... Asteroid City will <laughs> be, it will exist within its own tone. Right, it'll I be a Wes Anderson to... movie. Yeah, it'll be I... a Wes Anderson movie. Yes, it'll be. Yes. Do we I... know anything about like what aspect ratio it's supposed to be in? I assume it's gonna be multiple. Multiple would be my guess. <laughs> Who has Asteroid City? That's Focus. No. Yes, I believe so. It yeah. has a release date because it's not. His, it... They want like. Early summer, right? Yeah. I'm going to say well, Asteroid yeah. City. I'm going to commit to Asteroid City. Wow. Asteroid wow. Yeah. So now I'm the deciding. <laughs> I thought you already wanted Asteroid City. Didn't you already pick Asteroid City? No, I haven't locked in anything, oh. Andy. All right, then. We got one for May, December. We got one for Asteroid City. Make a decision, Cullen. <laughs> I think <laughs> this is... 
I do think this is one where voting is maybe bad because me and Colin are both on the fence. Where as Andy seems very decided on which he thinks. I mean, yeah. Here, do you have a a strong argument for May December, Andy? Yeah, I mean, you know, it just like is like I feel like Haynes is on much sure, more solid ground as far as like that movie will be received well. Like, like that is basically the argument. It's like. That movie is gonna He's like coming th- off of an out of comp documentary premiere and Wonderstruck. Like, or no, Wonder and Dark Struck. Waters, which and didn't Dark play Water, any festivals. It didn't play any. Obviously, we love, but didn't play any festivals. Sure. So they, uh, you can make an argument that they've both been like, sort of in the same boat, can wise. I mean, because yeah, Wonderstruck was sort of mixed at Cannes, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is sort yeah. of the bounce back for both of them read their relationship to can <laughs> sure um well, i think I the argument w- city yeah asteroid city yeah we need to move on it's asteroid city. <laughs> all right next matchup we have now we're moving into great pace i think <laughs> this is gonna speed through these next few rounds <laughs> yeah. yeah we're really getting it all out certainly in this round yeah. um we so have, we got your ghost yeah our your ghost winner which is poor things mm-hmm. versus Abderrahama Sasako's The Perfume Hills. The Perfume Hills. The Perfumed Hill, a love story set between <laughs> Africa and China. Right. And then it Made just says Mauritania here. Yes. <laughs> uh, this um, is the director of Timbuktu. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah. It got, uh, the Lanthimos thing, like I said... It sounds Titan E, but I don't know if they want to do something in that neighborhood again. So close. So, does anyone have strong feelings? Um, I mean, I feel like I don't really see Yorgos running at all. I I feel like there's a world I, where he like it's not even he doesn't have a movie yet. Can yeah um, that is the that would for me sure. would be the argument there is a very realistic world where he does not have fulfillment can and so and i think the, the this the perfume hill obviously there's very little known about it um it just um it, it sort of is one that says to me that it could be like the trend breaker of current can like it could be a return to something more uh, stayed or, like, um, mm-hmm. less sort of, yeah. as Amelia was saying, like, thumb in your eye. Like, more just, like, a, a, I, a classic can pick. I could, I, it could be exciting, but in a different way. You could be a exciting. winter sleep, if you will. Yeah. but I mean, not even winter sleep. I, I do think, like, there's a world where you can sell someone like Sasako winning, giving a, a winner to like a film from Africa as like exciting in its own right. So it might have like a similar thing where people are excited about giving it to somebody, something different, even if like it is not necessarily about the content or tone of the film. It is just a very good film made from a place yes. that is like not been traditionally rewarded by a can jury. Sure. So I think Sasako wins this. Yeah. Sorry, Yorgos. Okay. Yeah. Now, if this were an actual basketball, we all know Yorgos is a hooper. Yorgos, classic hooper. Should have hooped. 
Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one, number one. seven seed, Amat Escalante's film, Lost in the Night, versus number 26 seed, Catherine Brayat's film, Last Summer. I'm going Brayat. What's the argument Lost. for Brayat? That's the legacy where I'm like, she needs a win. That would be sick. Where it's like, and I and I think there could be a, a, a groundswell in support. She's never won. You know, she's been out of the game for so long. Had claimed retirement since abuse, abuse of weakness, and now she's back. Uh, I, I, it just is. It's the one I want of the uh, the the legacy awards, and like Lost in the Night. This guy <laughs> made a Narcos movie. <laughs> he doesn't really have anything that seems popping. If he's not popping, he's not popping. He won Best Director in 2013. Sure. But, like, I think it's Briot. It might be Briot. All right. I Yeah. I'm ready to and it's speed like, through these. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll hook that up then. <laughs> the, next matchup. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, <laughs> two former winners in this next matchup. Number 15 seed. You skipped one again. <laughs> Did I? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I did skip one. Um, this is not two former winners. Uh, nope. I was gonna be like, what? When did Jeff Nichols like winners win of what? <laughs> uh, number twenty-three seed Jeff Nichols with the Bike Riders. Number ten seed Justine Triet with Anatomy of a Fall. Yes. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Nichols. Sandra Hewler stars in Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah, Sandra Hewler, yeah. Um, I don't know. Nichols, of course, been absent from the film world since... Uh, since his last movie, Loving. I can't. Loving. Yeah, since yeah. Loving. Um, Which, he was, uh, a, he yeah, was in the jury, though. He uh, he was the jury last right. year. So maybe it's a little I scratch your back, you scratch mine with Ruben. <laughs> There's going to be some payola. That'd be really funny. That'd be really... If there was a scandal. Um, God, if Ruben Oslin was at the center of a, a <laughs> yeah. scandal. That'd be perfect. Sure. You think, um, do you think they would take his palms? <laughs> They'll take both of them. <laughs> and the stigma. They'll let him keep one. Straight through both They'll let him keep one. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm. I, Austin I know Butler much more about... isn't this. Isn't the nickel? Austin Butler can sure. fave at out of competition. Elvis, Elvis last year. Yeah. Elvis went over very poorly at can. <laughs> <laughs> that was with critics. I think you know the general audience, which is you know the sort of rich and famous people who go to those premieres. I think had a good time. I think it's Triette. Sure. You think it's Triette? Yeah. Sybil was well-liked. It was in competition. This one... Sandra Holder's like an an actress they like. Yeah. I think Triette. Yeah. That's who I go with. Okay. Sorry, Jeff. Justine Triette. On to the next ramp. Uh, number 15. Now. Now for our double winners. We have number yes. 15 seed... Nani Moretti for his new film Il Sol del Avenire. Um, yes. The Dark Shadow. The Dark Shadow. Well, it's his uh, his depth in this one also. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, it's called the Dark Shadows. Called. Well, the notes we have here say the film's themes include the cinema, the circus, and the 1950s. Shout out the movie description that might just be someone who wrote the wrong thing. <laughs> sure. Because a lot of those movie descriptions had typos. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Amorik is in it, apparently. Also, I mean, although who knows? I mean, yeah, it's, it's a also... nanny Moretti. Like, sure. We all watched Il Caimano. <laughs> sure. Trey Piani. Um, um... Versus the new uh, Hirokazu Koreeda monster. Koreeda. Which is like, this is a real, like, I don't think either of these. Right. Uh, they don't feel like either one has the juice to no, make it much further. I mean, further. Broker, you get best actor, but it's like. Right. The, that movie, like, disappeared, I feel like. No one. Yeah, that is sort of a crazy. <laughs> that that happened at all. Um, I saw it at TIFF. And, like. People, yeah. I mean, most everyone thinks it's decent i think like at, at minimum um yeah but it's like shoplifters won but people were like obviously. song kang ho is like gonna get in the oscar race like well the, sure yeah, i mean yeah didn't happen we didn't know about all quiet on the western front yet um <laughs> no one from all of the quiet western front was nominated for best actor <laughs> the uh oh quiet <laughs> um i think I mean, yeah, but it's like Shoplifters wins the palm and then the truth comes out and disappears completely. Then it's like, here's Broker and it wins an award, but also disappears completely. His trajectory right now, I don't think he can bounce back to a, another palm win. Um, and then Moretti also, I'm just like... What do you think like... about it? 2017, who wins? The Square, then 2022, five years later... I guess the <laughs> it, it was tri- gonna repeat triangle uh, yeah <laughs> and then Osla uh, just can't resist the poetry yeah. he's like oh it rhymes too well <laughs> I think it's Moretti you think Moretti yeah. wins yeah. yeah I would go with Moretti of, of, of these two I think I guess so. it's a real scrape in the bottom of the barrel either right. way but, yeah uh, that's fine that's fine. All right. And then I the can't last wait till Jesse listens to this episode. <laughs> She's going to be so mad at us. She's going to be so angry. The last matchup. Um, the next matchup is Victor Erise, our number two seed with Close Your Eyes, versus our number 31 seed, Sofia Coppola for Priscilla. Surprising number 31 seed from Jesse. I think this is an assumption maybe that it just won't be here. Right. That it probably won't make the competition because it's been a minute, right? It's been. Has it been since Marie Antoinette? No, no, no because Beguiled, uh, Beguiled was yeah, one best director. Yeah, and Bling Ring also was out of competition. Um, sure. Victor Arise, yeah. obviously, legend of Spanish cinema, spirit yeah, of the V. This is like, very influential film. His his first since. Uh, this sounds good. Three decades after the mysterious disappearance. Uh, near the sea of actor Julio Arenas while shooting a film in the 90s. A TV show revives the case. That sounds interesting. I mean, yeah, I think it... Uh, close your eyes. That's another... Oh, you know, legend tip, but, like... I don't see... I don't see Priscilla Coppola. winning. No. I don't it's, see that happening. It's, it's no. the, uh, the May-December argument where it's like... I don't really. Uh, I can't picture it as a winner. <laughs> no, that w- it would it would surprise me too much. Whereas, close your eyes. I 
I would maybe not as much of a favorite for it to win as Jesse is clearly by putting it number two, but I do feel like there is a world where I can see that happening, even if it there isn't a great shot. Sure. So let's go Erise. All right. And we have finished the first round. So All right. Yes. Yeah. Let's take a 15 minute break. It's going to be <laughs> clear breeze, clear, clear breezes from now on. Are we ready? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Round two. First up. Robin Campillo, Red Island versus Radu Yude. Number one versus number 16. I think I'm going number one. <laughs> I think, I think it's going to be right. Anyone, again, anyone have any compelling reason no, why the number one should be? Campillo's like he's due and he might make something that like speaks to people. Right? So that's like yeah. a favorite. Yeah. I, I, Radu Yude is for sure on the list of movies. There, it's like I can picture the world in which it wins, but Campillo right. is also there. He's higher up. Yeah. Right. Yep, agreed. Next up, Next. Michelle Franco, Marco Belocchio. Um, Belocchio. I think I'm going Belocchio. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He gets the favorite push. Franco, I think, will win a an award. I don't think he will win the Palme d'Or. Um. Uh. Next up. Bonello. We have Bonello versus Lissandro Alonso. I think I'm going if with I, I, Alonso. <laughs> I think if I believe in Bonello over Roarwalker, then I have to believe in Bonello over Lissandro Alonso. So I have to pick <laughs> Bonello here. Andy? Emilio makes a great point. <laughs> no! <laughs> like, in my mind, I'm like, I would pick the Roarwalker above the Lissandro. So I have to yeah, pick the Bonello over the Roarwalker. Um, you know, I've... Colin, I'll end your long national nightmare. I'll, I'll, I'll send. I'll, I'll, I'll do the. Yeah, time. That's in which my I think opinion. is also more likely to win than the Benello, <laughs> even though they're both unlikely to me. I think that's the cowardly move, but we can move on. <laughs> Next up, we have uh, Steve McQueen's Occupied City. So this I is guess. the sort of freak show match, where it's the documentary versus the animated movie. <laughs> Freak show, <laughs> sure. Um, I'm I'm going with the animated movie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I right. McQueen winning for a doc. I feel like would like pe- that be, people would be like, what? Um, I feel like a, an animated movie is winning is more in line with what Ken has been recently than a documentary winning. Yeah, sure. I think I agree. So Javier Mariscal, right. sorry, not to move on. Next up, we have my win versus Lucas Moody, son. I think I, this is my win's I, round I all the way. This is my win also. <laughs> what are you doing? Why must we continue? I believe that is a win Ugh. for my win. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we have Asteroid Ugh. City against the Perfume Hills of their Hamasasako versus Wes Anderson. I'm going Perfume Hills. I'm going Perfume Hills. Yeah, Perfume Hill. Perfume yep. Hill. Great. Then we have Catherine Briette last summer, just in Triet Anatomy of a Fall. Catherine Briette. I'll concede Briette. I have, I have no opinion either way, so Briette wins. I, got, I guess I would go Triet, maybe, but that's fine. Next up, we have Nanny Moretti against Victor Erise. <laughs> Victor. Going, yes. We're going Erise here, because none of us really believe in Nanny Moretti. All right, round two. Well, that was a nice, quick one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we've talked about all these movies enough. All right, let's go. All right, 
So now we've got Robin Campillo. Robin Campillo. This is Marco Bellocchio. I'm going Campillo. Uh, I'm going Campillo. Campillo, yeah. yeah. Um, God, this is gonna be it's gonna be really funny when yeah. Okay. Um, next up, uh, uh, Lissandro Alonso versus <laughs> animated uh, movie. I'm they going shot the piano movie. player. I'm going animated movie. I'm going. They shot it the piano seems player. more likely than Eureka, so I also will go with they shot the yeah. piano player. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Piano player. Let's do it. Next up, we have next up. My win versus Sasaka. This is tough. <laughs> this is tough. I think uh, this is where I would go. Perfume Hill and my wins run. I think I will go my win still. Okay, Perfume Hill is the winner. All right, moving on. <laughs> I, I don't think that was the right call. <laughs> Listen, I would. You know, I'd much rather have egg on my face than sure, you know. sure, sure. I think, um, this is an interesting I think one also. just genuinely, like, separate from anything, I think Perfume Hill would have a better shot. I think that is a genuine prediction on my part. Sure. Perfume Hill, obviously, these things don't work up to being matchups <laughs> against each other. But uh... Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> this is another interesting round because they're both the sort of legacy. Yeah. I, I guess something last to say about the last round is, is Andy, you know, is like, if we pick it to not win the Palm Door, there's a world where it might win Best Actor, which I would argue is worse. <laughs> Certainly, but you know, I'd like to think it's just not going to be in competition. Is what I'd I'm like going Brayat. Um, You're going Brayat over Brayat. Yeah, we say. I know. Um, his film seems a bit more grand in scope. I think yeah, the Arise sounds too compelling to me to vote. But I think uh, I, I, yeah, I'm sticking with Brayat. Emilio? I'll go Brayat because it just feels like Cullen has a thought here. He has an idea. We, like, barely talked about sure, what well, this let's, movie I mean, is, let's... I feel like. Go for it. Story revolves around a lawyer who's a mother to two little girls and welcomes her husband's 17-year-old son from his first marriage into her home before going on to have an affair with him? No, okay. I, I've, I've Cullen. Switched. Victor Irish <laughs> is winning this one. That, there's, That's too there's, no, there's literally too 0% French. chance that movie wins. If I, I, if I had more of an idea that that would, is what it was about, it might have not made it past the first round. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> Victor Irish right. moves on. Robin Campillo, Red Island. This is our Red. final four. Yeah. Versus they shot yeah. the piano player. I'm going Campillo. <laughs> we all want to say. I mean, they look. shot the piano player. I feel. <laughs> that, I mean, that'd be really funny if that was our winner in the end. I feel like. <laughs> I'm voting with what I think will win. Not about what's funny, but I guess we're playing different games, Andy. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, I don't. It, it's, I think it's the same thing for me with the vanilla where it's just like, I feel like I have to display some consistency. <laughs> so, we're, so Andy, so we're sending... I can decide? I, mean, I, I haven't decided. I haven't decided I, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. The Campillo, it's just like, if, right. for me, it's like almost too obvious, you know? And I feel like... It does feel like a classic, like they missed the, bo the boat again, sort of potential is there. If you look. But, you know, 
it's like the here's an interesting angle. Great. We're all banking on the well BPM, you know, a lot of people thought that should have won and it didn't. So this is like a sure. makeup. But who did it lose to? The square. <laughs> the square. So you think you think Ruben, Ruben, Ruben has it out? <laughs> I think Ruben. I just. I he, would more just. He I won think in Ruben the end. Would more make the argument of just like. I I don't know him nothing. I just had the better movie and I and I won. Like what? Like. No reason to be butthurt about this. No reason to feel like he or oh he like deserves a palm d'or because I beat him fair and square because I had the sure. better movie. Sure. God, Filio. I don't know. So I, we're going. They shot the piano angle. player. <laughs> No, I'm. I think I'm going Campillo. I just wanted to make the argument. I just wanted I mean, to make look, the argument that the Campillo sure. seems a little too obvious. It seems like it, it is the one seed for. Well, like, we'll see who ends up being the ultimate winner. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's like two. We'll see if it wins two the final match. Left, so I think it is Campillo. Yeah, Andy. I, Andy, would you just like to vocalize the vote, even though? Uh sure. Uh, yeah, um, Campillo seems like the way to okay. go for sure. Yeah. I don't think Osland is going to be that uptight about it as you. I'm not even suggesting uptight. I'm just suggesting that it's just like. Right. He's not going to feel the pressure because he doesn't feel that he's due. But, like, yes, I understand why you would think that, but I still, like, I don't know. I feel like, you know. When you're in these, like, I, when you're in these competitions, like, it's, you are, like, it's a little silly that, like, only, there can only be one winner or whatever, and, like, you can sort of I mean, they like... would argue that they give out multiple awards to multiple winners, but, I, but if it is, sure, like, sure, a sure, zero-sum sure, sure. game, like, nobody remembers what won the Grand Prix, like, nobody cares about that, so it's, like... <laughs> sure. Anyway. Our, our second-to-last matchup? Uh, Erisei versus Sasako. I'm going Erisei. Sasako. I'm going Sasako also. Sasako. Yep. Wow, I that that's just like a narrative I can see in my head yes for Sasako. Uh huh. Versus Arise, I feel like All right. he's gonna get the like. That's where you get the, a special that, mention. That's where you get a director. A director, like he's gonna get like the EO treatment of just like yeah. uh It's it's the great that this guy sure. keeps doing it. Like he's he's still exciting after all these years. We're gonna give him an award yeah. to recognize okay. that this craft. It it might be the most exciting movie out of any all of the descriptions I read. That one seems like the movie I'm more in, I'm most enticed to watch. But I feel the Sasako I feel the Sasako narrative just feels natural to me. Yeah. All right. So now it's Sasako versus Campillo. Campillo. I kind of want to go Sasako. <laughs> oh, now you want to do well, the I unexpected mean, thing? It was a high seed. It was a six seed. Sure. And it it already what? beat in the Arise, which it was the second seed. So you know it's yes. a giant slayer. And it beat my win. <laughs> it beat my win. Uh-huh. Beat Wes Anderson and uh Yeah, did it have a cakewalk? It, it it fought a good in series of matches. And I I mean it's the narrative it it being like this sort of uh seeming from just like the very, you know, short description that I was able to find this sort of epic romance. I, it's something I'm uh, 
inclined yeah. to go with. It's I, like, I, I, it, it could be stirring, which I feel yeah. like is a thing you need. Like even beyond like the the thumb and your neoniness of it, it's like well, even something like shoplifters, I think, is more of the new era than the old era. But and that one by being like very emotionally affecting in that sort of yeah. way, and I feel like I feel like I can see the Sasako doing that. Whereas the Campillo, I don't know, it feels a little bit more muted than what BPM was. Where it's like BPM, I could for sure have sure. seen like if it coming out this year, it wins the Palm d'Or because it's like a very stirring movie with a lot of like big performances and it has like this strong sweep to it a very cool right. style which is made with all of the electronic music it uses and like whereas this one seems more of like it being a period piece it being this sort of like colonialism thing it feels like it could be a little bit more muted more not satirical but i guess critical sure. rather than stirring and right. i feel like a romance like what sasako's movie seems to be would seem to be the thing that is more that would compel a jury to vote for it for a palm door. So I think Sasako is my winner. And Andy, did you? Where were you leaning? Uh, I was reading leaning towards Campio, but like I'm not sure. upset about. Yeah. Well, look. Yeah. We we got through it all. We so did it. Winner is Abdurrahman Sasako's the perfume, the perfume hill. hill. It, um. If we forgot Great. this right, then <laughs> that'd be yeah. crazy. None oh, of these geez. movies are in comp. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> right, yeah. Well, that's on Jesse if that's, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, obviously, Justice they pick, for Lucky they, Mara. They, they pick like 20 to like 23 movies. So, obviously, some of these movies will not be. In sure, yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, uh, but we hope the ones we pick know. to win are. Yeah. And we're and we are and we would love to see your brackets if you want to fill out your own. <laughs> Tweet them at us. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> what? The, we're gonna see their brackets of what? Of who they think will sure, win? Okay, sure. So that'll be something that happens before. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Before or after? Yeah, we'll like put out this bracket and people can these, vote yeah. on their own. Okay. I get it. <laughs> Sorry. Great. I'm glad. I'm glad you're and with, with us. And with that, we're ready to move on to special presentations. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'll go first. I have a very brief one, which is uh, this past week was Broadway week on the Today Show. They had Broadway performers every day of the week. They had um, Bad Cinderella do a performance. They had Parade do a performance. Uh, but the one I want to call attention to is an oldie but a goodie. They had uh, Audra McDonald and Brian Stokes Mitchell perform uh, Make Them Hear You from Ragtime because they're doing a reunion concert uh, tomorrow as we record this. It was this past Monday as you're hearing this episode. Um, gives me chills every time, even when they're singing it at, at like 9 in the morning with just a piano to accompany them. They have just incredible voices, and that song is so powerful. So go check it out. Great. Colin? Um, I don't know. I feel like... We're sort of on the same page these days, Emilio. I don't want to step on one of yours. You pick whatever you want. I got a uh, lot going on. I'll say the the films of Akira <laughs> Kurosawa. Ever heard of them? Uh, it's basically all I've been watching for the past couple of weeks, and uh, they're all great. I think Throne of Blood is incredible. Which, if you haven't seen it, Andy, it's the Macbeth 
Um, and right. it's a yeah. very Macbeth is sort of like the Shakespeare that I know the best, which is still not a lot, obviously. But I've it's like sure. I've, saw, well, it's like I've Cohen seen yeah. it's the one I had seen the most adaptations of, and it is um, like the one that I well uh, besides Romeo and Juliet that I like read in school, <laughs> um, so it is like yeah. imprinted on me. But it does like uh, a, a few interesting things with like the structure of Macbeth and like gets rid of the. Uh, Macduff plot basically whole cloth um, and uh, he's, his demise at the end the, the, the fulfilling the tragedy is he's killed by his own army which I think is a very like it fits with how pathetic Mifune plays the Macbeth in the f- movie um, which is a very interesting take on the Macbeth character I think to play him as like this sort of scared, <laughs> sniveling sort of guy. And then obviously, like, Kurosawa uh, is maybe, like, one of... Uh, it's, like, a very silly thing to say, but he's, like, one of the best directors of all time. Um, and it is really crazy just how all of his movies are so entertaining and flow so well visually. There's, like, never a moment where you would, like, not know what is happening <laughs> just by, like, what you were seeing. Um... And he, like, takes that almost to the extreme in uh, Throne of Blood, which, like, leans into, like, silent inspiration a lot. And um, there's things with, like, uh, the, the spirit that represents the, the witches in Macbeth uh, is, like, this crazy-looking uh, white, you know, creature... <laughs> And uh, the, the the starkness with that and the shadows and all the fog is just, like, so gorgeous. But uh, they're, they're, they're all great and uh, that I've seen. And I just I, – I can't get enough of watching these dang things. Emilio. Uh, my special presentation this week will be the song Marianela Que Pasa, which is a Dembo house song. Which is, uh, I've been listening to a lot and just grooving out. It's, uh, very fun to listen to and it will get any party started if you are with cool, good people. So, listen to that. And All with right. that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at CIKIPod. If you want to follow us on Letterboxd or Instagram. No, I got that wrong. If you want to follow us on tw- Twitter, we're at uh, Can I Kick It. If you want to follow us on Letterboxd or Instagram, we're at CIKIPod. Uh, you can email us questions at canikickapod at gmail.com. You can donate money to us at ko-fi.com slash canikickapod. Our theme song is by Tree Related, who's on Spotify and SoundCloud at Tree Related. I am on Twitter at Clatchley. Andy is at Andy T Germ and Emilio is at I'm Laugh Alone. And then I guess with that, I'll release the audience. Bye. Bye. Bye.